Hello and welcome to the Divine Renovation Podcast, where we seek to inspire and equip you to bring your parish from maintenance to mission. My name is Dan, and I'm grateful today to be in studio with two of my friends from Divine Renovation. We've got one of our coaches, Rob McDowell. It's good to see you, Rob. It's good to see you too, Dan. And our comms and marketing man, and who's been actually subbing in for me every now and then as I've been traveling, Mike Tanner. It's good for, for you to be on that chair today. It's really nice to be over here. There's a little less work I feel like I have to do over here than over there. Than so. in, in, yeah. Yeah, in, the, in, the hot, in the host chair. In the hot seat. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, um, it's so good to be with both of you today because we're going to be talking a little bit about gratitude. I know next week we've got uh, Steve Foran joining us and he's in a book called Surviving to Thriving, The Ten Laws of Grateful Leadership. And, I, and that gave us a great opportunity for us to talk a little bit today about our own experiences of gratitude in ministry and in life. And so when I, let me just ask you this. Why, why do you guys think gratitude is important? I think you know, gratitude's ultimately important because, again, kind of reflecting our brokenness, we have a tendency of being attracted towards the negative uh, feeling like, you know, we're owed something or we want something. And we tend to... Ign- miss what we've been given you know by and large not to suggest that people don't have any problems but i think uh you know a lot of us today have a lot to be thankful for particularly those of us that are followers of jesus and recognize his role in our life Mm -hmm. that there's 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 so much more that we have to be thankful for than what we're missing and yet we still have a tendency of looking at what we don't have i think that coming from a positivity place, which is sort of what I think about in gratitude is, is you are grateful, you're positive about that. We're more likely to, to do better things moving forward than when we come from a place of, of negativity. So when I'm grateful for the things that I have, I want to build on those things. Mm-hmm. When I'm grateful for my family, for the ministry, for my friends, I, I want to continue to grow in those things. And it becomes easier, I think, to to work forward if, if you start from that place of, of gratitude. So the opposite of gratitude isn't negative, though, right? What is the opposite of gratitude? What is the opposite of gratitude? I, all I can come up with is ungrateful, and I think that's really a cheap it's, way of it's, saying it's, what the opposite is. is. Add, add on the end of it. I, would, I would say it could be from the standpoint, I think, again, recognizing a lot of people are in different places, but by and large, those of us in Western culture, I know people are sick or challenged, all that sort of stuff, but for the most part, I think, well, and I'll ask this and I'll make a statement and ask it at the same time. Is ungratitude ultimately rooted in selfishness? See, it's funny because I was actually thinking when you when you when you started when you started, my first thought was not ungratefulness. My first thought was selfishness. That's what I thought about when I thought of the opposite of gratitude. Um, you know, being grateful for what we have or being selfish about what we m- maybe don't have. Hmm. Um, when I was going through RCAA, I started to question a lot of the things I was I was doing from a, a deeper level. Why was I doing the things I was doing? Felt like I was doing the right things, but wanted to kind of dig into a little deeper. And I was holding the door for someone. And, and as we often do, I sort of became annoyed that they didn't say thank you as they breezed through. Because I'm thinking like, I stopped to hold the door. And they just walked on through as though, you know, no one had done anything for them. And I came to the realization like, was I doing it for me or was I doing it for them? If I was doing it for them, then I made their day a little bit better, hopefully. And I have no idea what they were going through that day as to why it wouldn't be on their mind to, to stop and say thank you. And if I'm doing it for me, then I'm doing it for the praise. I'm doing it for, the, I'm doing it for their gratitude. Mm-hmm. And so I think that, that that was a really important part for me was the selfishness of good acts in what I was maybe sometimes doing versus actually doing them because I was grateful to be able to do them. Mm. It's one of the interesting things about our, our, our faith in general, isn't it, Rob, that um, 
the, the, the intentions behind good acts are, are often more important than, than the acts themselves. I think of how we understand works. And, uh, and so like understanding that, you know, what drives, what should be driving our good actions are, are, are good intentions mm-hmm. and that good actions in and of themselves aren't, aren't, aren't merit worthy. Kind of thinking from the standpoint, what should our, what should our beginning point be for those of us who are followers of Jesus? And I think it's, what did, what did Jesus do for us? Right on, on the cross, particularly, you know, and then I think of, you know, in Scripture it talks about how we were loved first. So we have, if nothing else, we have the ability to love, or we should have the we have the resources to love people in a way because we've been loved first. And so I think part of what our, our disposition as followers of Christ have to be is recognize that we're loved, and allow that to change us and influence us, recognizing that you, you can't give. You can't give something away that you have, you've never received. And so God's grace pour, you know, has been poured into us through his love for us. He values us. He provides for us, right? And then when you start to see that that's been given to us, anything that we do back to people is, is a reflection of what we've already received. You know, hmm. um, <clears throat> I think of you know, uh, kind of the scenario when you think of our children. Imagine if you know, I've got three boys, but imagine if I sent my my boys into the store to buy groceries and I don't know let's say it costs 30 or 40 dollars generally speaking uh if I just said go in and get me those groceries um they probably don't have 30 or 40 dollars to you know spend if I give them 50 dollars and then go and say hey can you go in and buy those groceries they've got the resources to draw on to get the to get the groceries and come back right and that's kind of a little bit of how we live our lives. When Jesus asks us to follow him, when he asks us to be thankful, when he asks us to, to have a, uh, an attitude of gratitude, as the old expression <laughs> says, um, some of my John Maxwell reading coming back. In my head, the one thing today, I was like, I'm not going to say attitude of gratitude. At least it wasn't us, Mike. Yeah, we didn't sorry, say it. We can fine, claim that fine. someone else, no, it's someone changed fine. the lower third on Rob's uh, <laughs> attitude it, of no, gratitude. It's perfectly guy. fine. I just, I just, it was funny. But, yeah. First leadership book I ever wrote. Read, sorry, oh, not wrote. Read. So, um, but, but yeah, so when you, when you think in terms of, yeah, it's easy easy to, to draw on resources you recognize you've been given rather than just trying to find a, a way to produce them out of nowhere, mm-hmm. out of kind of our own source and our own energy. I think that that can change how we approach things, you know, because one of the things we say around here when it comes uh, to uh, leader, leadership and what we do in churches is we're not trying to get people to rec- we're not trying to get people to just try harder. We're trying to get people to recognize what God has for them. Mm. in, you know, following Jesus, in volunteering and giving their finances, in, right? And, and we're invited to experience the kind of the John 10, 10 life, life full and abundant uh, from that standpoint. And so the beginning point of all of that is it's not just, oh, I guess I got to start living the abundant life. No, no, no. You have, to, you have to realize what you've been given. Grow in that, understand it, appreciate it, and let that flow from you. And I think that's where kind of the root of gratitude starts. Hmm. So why don't we make it a little more practical? How do you, Mike, how do you show gratitude? Um, I'm someone who uh, I will very often point out the, the positive works of others because I realize that my day is made so simple by the acts of so many people. I realize that you know, my day, you know, my morning begins with my wife does a, a large number of things to get the kids ready for school. I'm typically managing the kids while she's getting their stuff ready for school. And 
So I, I'm, I'm very careful to point out to people like, thank you for making that easier for me. I mean, the, the people here that we have that, that do all this work, you know, this podcast comes into place because we have someone who does, we have a team of people who do so much work getting ready for every podcast and walking us through that process. And so recognizing uh, and pointing out to people uh, the great works they've done is, is something that I do pretty regularly. Uh, my, my friends and I have this sort of ongoing thing where if we're, if we're out shopping somewhere, uh, I have a couple friends and I, of mine who we have this sort of mission to make the day a little bit better for the people that are serving us. Uh, so whether that's we're at a retail, we're shopping for clothes or we're at the grocery store or whatever, I have a real tendency to crack a joke or say a lot of thank you. I'll be the person who will say, have a great day to the person who's serving me something, even though that's, I know their line. Like mm-hmm. I know that they're supposed to say at the end of it, make sure you say this thing. But for me, it's very much about the idea of realizing how much we have, how much we've been given. And I try very much to, um, to make sure that the people around me understand that, that I appreciate those things. Uh, you know, there are lots of things I would like, but I'm pretty happy with the things that I have. And uh, I think that's one of the things that I, I try my best to recognize on a, on a really daily basis. I think one of the things I try to do is recognize when I'm, when, when those things are starting to creep in. You know, so uh, for example, I live in a very probably basic middle-class house, but I own a house, right? And I'm thankful for that. Mm -hmm. But every Sunday when we drive to church, we drive through uh, a neighborhood who probably the value of the homes are twice what mine is. Uh, You know, and it's, it's, you'll drive through this and it's easy to think, oh, that's a nice house. Oh, that's a nice house. And, and you can allow the, the discontent of what you have. Mm. Right. And I find Mm -hmm. at those moments, I have to discipline myself and recognize, recognize, okay, and, and, you know, do I feel I'm owed something? Do I feel, you know, am am I now unthankful for something that I used to be thankful for? Uh, right? Is you know, and and just kind of catching that and recognizing, no, no, like you know, as as Paul says in Corinthians, you have to take your thoughts captive and make them obedient to Jesus Christ. And and I recognize in those moments, no, no, I'm allowing I'm allowing a thought to come in, and if I dwell on that and build on that thought, that's going to take me down a road of unthankfulness. Uh, you know, and um, is it ungratitude? Is it ungratitude? <laughs> ungratitude or ingratitude? What's the, so it, it's funny when yeah. you say that because I think that there are ways that we are abundant that we don't take the time to think about all the time. You know, when we're driving, at my 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 kids go to school um, in a in a very wealthy neighborhood with the most expensive houses in all of Halifax, and so we're always in that neighborhood, and it's always fun to look at these houses and be like, oh. Look at the size of that. It's a mansion. That's a literal castle, like in the middle of the city, which is kind of, you know, bananas to see. But I think like, oh, but I'm so happy. And, you know, I know stories of some of these people who are not happy because they don't have the faith and that foundation in, in abundance that we already have. I think abundance, it's very easy to connect it to those external things. And I'm certainly someone who's done that and, and continue to do that. Um, but I think recognizing that having a big house, having a nice car, having a multitude of cars, being able to go on vacations, et cetera, um, if you don't have uh, inside you that feeling of abundance, it, it doesn't mean very much. 
Uh, do, so one of the things when it comes to, to gratitude, I've, I've read on the internet and there's lots of things on the internet <laughs> and I'm grateful for the internet is, most is, is days. It all, is it all true? Is it all true? <laughs> everything on the Every, internet is true. Everything. <laughs> Pretty sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They checked it all out. Yeah. Now I have read on, on the internet that there's a number of, of, of ways that we can practice gratitude. Uh, so being intentional about how we be grateful. Do, do either of you guys have any sort of gratitude practices in your lives? I don't think I have a, a specific one. Uh, I've started um, opening and, and closing my days with a little bit more of a of quiet, um, which is sometimes challenging when your day opens with a kid running in and being like, let's watch hockey highlights or whatever it is that, that we're doing in the morning. But I really think recognizing, you know, we feel like we're out of time all the time. This is the constant thing that we always feel. I don't have enough time to do any of these things. And taking the time to realize that God wants me to be happy in what I'm doing. And so taking that extra moment and stopping and sort of saying, okay, breathe. Like God wants you to breathe this morning. Mm. And take a moment to realize that you're really blessed to have the family that you have, to have the friends that you have, to be able to go to a place of work where you, you feel like you're doing really, really important work. Um, so for me, it it is a quiet reflection period at the beginning of my day. And then my day is full. Um, <laughs> the last few days have been very, very full, uh, as you know, for me with some work things. And... It's very I'm easy for that. I, I'm very grateful. I'm very, very, very grateful. Full days. very grateful for that. <laughs> but I, I think, you know, at the end of the day, it's also really easy to just run at top speed and then just fall down and be done. And I think taking those moments at the beginning and at the end of our day to recognize uh, all of the wonderful things we've been given that day and, and those pauses that we can take and, mm-hmm. and actually breathing I started doing yoga a few years ago and uh, I discovered that I often don't breathe. I very (laughs) regularly, and most of us don't actually, there's long periods of time where you're doing something and you sort of hold your breath. Like you're working and you're like, and everything. And I sort of realized like when I was doing these yoga moves, I would, I would hold my breath and try and bend myself into some position. And then I'd be like, and I think now through that practice, is actually allowed me to think more about my breath and about mm. taking a breath and, and what that means, the fact that I can. So I take those moments of quiet and breathing to think about what I'm capable of doing that day and what I have done that day and, and try and marry those into, a, mm. into a, a, a thankfulness and a gratitude for that day. Rob, what about you? Do you have any practices around gratitude? Try to implement it in my uh, prayer time. Years ago, I was taught a a simple four-letter acrostic, the word acts, adoration, confession, thanksgiving, supplication. So that's, and I don't necessarily follow that strictly every day, but that tends to be kind of the outline uh, that I try to follow my prayer time. So adoration is, you know, just taking time to recognize uh, my love for God, kind of rooting your your, uh, prayer time, beginning with God. Uh, confession is kind of bringing your life in alignment, you know, and I try to, you know, confess what I'm aware of, listen, allow kind of God to speak into other areas that maybe I was ignorant of, then thanksgiving, mm-hmm. again, that peace, what has God given me, and then supplication, the give me more, bless me, Jesus part of our prayer that a lot of times <laughs> we'll start with if, we, if we're if we honest, uh, allowing that to come at the end after you've thought of who God is, 
aligning your life and then all that he's given you, it tends to change how you view the, the, the more you want in your life. Oh, interesting. So it's just kind of a thing that I was taught a number of years have, ago. Have, what um, about you, Dan? Have either of you guys ever done um, the Ignatian spiritual exercises? Have you ever? No. So I'm seeing some nods. So, you know, I was thinking about this, the, the question. And I thought, well, you know, I, I've, I've gone through seasons where that's been part of my prayer practice. I'm not in that season right now, confession. But but I've gone through seasons where that, that's been absolutely part of my prayer practice. And, you know, one of the things in, in the exercises is to try and identify where you've seen God uh, active uh, in, in your day. And I think, well, so it's it's not an express uh, express intention of of gratitude for that action, but how can you not be grateful if you're able to identify right. a moment in time in a given day where you can actually see, no, God, God was there in that moment with me on a thing, whether it's it's small or trite or whether it's substantial and important. Uh, I think it, it automatically creates it's it's a positive reflection, right? It's it's, it's you're, you're recognizing that God's active in you, and so I I think that that for me, when I when I reflect back on my time, my prayer time particularly, I think that's probably been a, a you know that the spiritual exercises have allowed me to experience the gratitude of God in in, in my life in, in a more profound way. Uh, in in the less and more perhaps more secular uh, response to the question, I would say I've uh, at various times I've kept a journal, not a gratitude journal. I've never done that. Um, but my journal will often, uh, I'll be intentional about writing not just what I'm frustrated with or what I'm struggling with, but what I'm, what you know, what, what are the wins that are going on in my life? Because I know, like so many people, I can drift towards, okay, we're, we're what, what, what's going wrong right now? <laughs> and so like that that's, you know, I can be, I'm really good at defining a problem uh, that's a, a personal strength, and uh, and and unfortunately, I will live in that problem, ignoring all the other wonderful things that might right. be happening around me because I'm just so good at defining the problem. Let's, let's you know, and it's it's one of those things that you know I have to be really intentional to pull myself out of. You know, I I, I don't do it right now, but uh, I was a stay-at-home dad for a long period of time with with two children, and when my son was born. To suggest he was not the easiest baby would be an understatement. Uh, none are, but it's certainly a lot of struggles. And one thing that we actually started doing, and I, I just forgot about it till now, is I still have them. I read them the other day. I would take a stack of index cards, and at the end of every day, I would write the date, and I would write something that happened that day that that was really profound to me. So you know, I have there the you know the first time that they said a word or this, but I also have just like really funny things that they did. And I think reflecting on this, I think it has kind of that same idea of like when you see these things, when you, when you make yourself aware of the things that are in front of us that are incredible, how can you not be thankful? Mm. Like if you, if you truly see God's work in your day, how could the next thing that you think or say not be thank you? Yeah. So we've talked a lot about um, sort of the, the personal uh, experience of gratitude in our personal practices, but let's make this about teams for a bit here because we've got a lot of pastors, priests, uh, leaders that listen to this podcast. And and so I guess you know, my opening question around, how, okay, so so gratitude's important. We can we can get some <laughs> semblance of agreement on that. Yeah. All right. So so what the heck do we do about it? How do we how do we make teams grateful? And why why ought we bother? That's a good question. Uh, <laughs> I, I think that one of the things that we need to recognize and it will and it helps through teamwork and it, and it has to do with gratitude is understanding what other people are experiencing or dealing with and understanding that our personal goals might not align perfectly and being thankful that at least we have this set vision. So I think once you have that that vision in place, 
understanding and being grateful for the fact that people have so many different ways to get there. If we all had the same path, we wouldn't get nearly as many of these kind of really interesting, exciting things accomplished. But I think being grateful for the differences and understanding those differences between team members, as long as we're all moving in the same direction, I think is a really good starting point. Mm. I've often worked in jobs where you didn't realize what other people's job really was. And so you didn't know why they weren't helping you with this or why you had to help them with that. And I think if you can make sure that everyone understands those things, you're a little more grateful that we have those different skills, that we have those different opportunities and those different paths through a, through a team. I think it's a little bit. I mean, you referenced it earlier, Mike, even recognizing like with this podcast, all the people that work behind mm-hmm. the scenes, right? And so, again, it, it's easy to feel the pressure, you know, when you're on a team and you're in a job and, you know, a lot of times in churches we feel under-resourced. And so you're, you're constantly feeling under the pressure of having to get stuff done. And so you have the expectation, you know, Dan, you're on the team. I'm expecting you to get this done. I'm expecting you. And we, we, we don't recognize what people do. Right, mm-hmm. and so learn to appreciate people um, for for who they are and what they what they do in the team, and kind of that that place of of starting there, as opposed to uh, well, you're a volunteer or you're getting a paycheck or you know from the place of expectation, as opposed to the the, the place of thankfulness, yeah. kind of as the starting point. I think again, part of what we would say that we've been given from God is the idea that He's given us strengths and abilities and gifts, right, and so. You know, each and every day we get to implement, uh, hopefully in a high percentage, of of things that God has deposited in us that make work uh, joyful. You know, volunteering work or for you know for a paycheck work, whatever that may look like. Assuming you've taken the time to kind of figure what that out is and allow yourself to go down that path. Sometimes people don't ever think that way; they just think in terms of a paycheck. Mm-hmm. I was. Um I was out of the country at, uh, I don't want to divulge who, who I was with. So I'm, I'm trying to, I'll try and do this without trying to reveal. You were somewhere else. I was, I was somewhere not here, uh, meeting with a group in that a we work location. with. Uh, so, so we work with parishes and dioceses all over the world. And so we, I was out of the country and, um, you know, one of the, one of my, one of the experiences I had with this group that we were visiting was that um, you know there was this big meeting with all the all the various team members that were there, and they were talking about the various work that they're doing. And um, at the end of the meeting, I, I had the opportunity to talk to some of the leadership and just ask, well, so like, what's the practice of meetings, and how do you guys like? And I, and one of the questions I said, well, you know, based on all my conversations with 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 you and with others on the team and with with people behind the scenes, I'm like, there is so many amazing things happening. I said, when when do you guys talk about that stuff? Oh, they don't. They don't, so they come together every week for meetings and they never, they never talk about all the amazing things they're accomplishing. All they focus on, all they focus on are the challenges that they're facing and then and the things that the, the tasks that are in front of them. And they never actually take time to even to celebrate or recognize uh, both the work that they're doing, but also the work that God's doing through them. And I thought, man, like you get, that's a big miss. Because I, I think of um, of, of St. Benedict Parish and other parishes that we work with, a lot of them will, will pull their teams together, senior leadership teams or or um, uh, their their leaders from from the parish, and they'll do uh, you know they'll do the, the highs lows things, right? So w- w- what are the wins, guys, in the last week? What, what what's been going on, right? And so they, there's a way to to express those wins uh, in that team environment, and that that gives a chance for celebration, for recognition, and celebration of what what's happening, what God's doing, right? And to, to miss that opportunity 
especially when you're when you're a parish on mission, and I know so many of the leaders that listen to this podcast are, are parishes or, or, or churches that are on mission, mm-hmm. and that means they're hard in, in the work of stuff. It can be easy to forget, though. Man, we got to be grateful what's, what we're already accomplishing. And when you do, when you do that, when you do that well, then when you ask more of people, it's recognized that you're doing that based on their success, not based on the fact that you think they're not doing enough work. Mm-hmm. There's so many times that when we ask someone to do something, uh, we they think like, oh, they're just piling more work on me. You know, they're just they just don't, they don't realize how much work I'm doing or how much work I've done. But when you're grateful for the work that they've done and you are you are expressive about that, when you say, we're so happy you did that, here's what's next, you get people excited to move forward because it's very easy. You know, <laughs> mission is, in a lot of ways, you know, we, we think of these, we have these pictures of like these straight lines up the mountain. And you're <laughs> like, yeah, but have you ever tried to climb a mountain? It's very rarely this. It's often switchbacks. It's often back mm. and forth. It's a struggle. And if you... If you are not uh, showing that gratitude to the people that are getting you there, that are helping you get there, um, it's very possible for them to fall off and uh, and and not be able to help you anymore. Yeah. I find, in all honesty, I find that hard because um, I do tend to identify more with problems than uh, you know. I'm more motivated. <laughs> Fist bump for the problem. I'm more yeah. motivated by solving a problem than I am accomplishing a goal. And uh, so, because of that, I tend to live with. Uh, a sense of an awareness of problems more than when we accomplish things. And so that's where it's helpful for me to have people around me that say, no, no, we're, we're, we're doing this. Or a year ago we were here and now we're here. And, you know, mm-hmm. so it's, it's sometimes hard for me uh, in those situations when we're talking about ministry wins or highs and lows and things like that. It's like, well, I can think of this problem and I can think of that problem. I, what have we done recently, right? And then, <laughs> you know, so that can sometimes be a challenge uh, for me to put myself in that place of recognizing, oh yeah, that's kind of cool. We have mm-hmm. we well, have done that. When you think of the fact, like we use Strengths Finders uh, significantly in the ministry and in the parishes that we work with, we just did up new signs for all of our staff, and we actually have their strengths right on the bottom of it. And I think if you build your team around those things, you start to understand that oh, this is the person who's gonna who's gonna be woo. This is the person who's gonna get us going because they're excited. This is the person who's gonna really focus on that problem and do those things. But if you're if you're establishing those and you're understanding those, then I think it, it makes that go a lot better. Mm-hmm. Because yes, there's people who we work very very different ways. Yeah. So, and I think for me, anyways, it's I think of even here at Divine Renovation, like our team, our team here. I mean. I, uh, you guys know the kind of person I am, right? Which is like, okay, what's the next hill to conquer? It's hard for me personally. It's hard for me to, to, to stand atop any hill that that our team has has, mm-hmm. has has conquered and be like, oh yeah, we got it. Because I can only I can only think of the next one. Like that's I am so wired to think, okay, well, yeah, I knew we were going to get this one. So but now let's think about the next one, guys. Yeah. And so I've got I know myself that I have to be so very intentional about recognizing. Uh, just how far we've come, because as a ministry, I mean, this this ministry, you know, God's blessed us tremendously in terms of our our, our growth and impact, and so you know, I, I I probably fall far short of what I ought to do, but uh, my hope is that you know, at our team meetings and such, when we when we take time to to recognize. Uh, sort of the journey we've been on as a team that we we can celebrate a lot of the mm-hmm. things that we've accomplished because man oh man every few weeks you know there's there, there's something else that this this team's been able to pull off through the grace of God so it's it's exciting but I I know for me I'm like you Rob I'm like I I, I zone in so quickly to to the, to the problems and and I'm driven perhaps more more to a goal but once I get it I'm like okay that was nice but what's next like yeah. I, I don't I don't even want to celebrate mm-hmm. it I just want the next thing mm-hmm. and so it's. Um, 
man, I'm broken, aren't I? We need that Steve guy to come on here and no, set me straight. Sort it all out. Sure. <laughs> so next week's podcast is going to be killer. Uh, so let me ask you a question about teams in general. And so, so let's let's presume that that uh, one of the the priests, leaders, pastors out there, um, that they're able to to get this gratitude thing going inside of their teams. How do you think it changes a team? So, if a team becomes grateful and, and has a, either a practice of gratitude or a recognition of gratitude in the way they work, does it change them? And if so, in what ways? Hmm. I think so. I mean, for sure. If if, if you're if you're thankful and you have gratitude, there's probably a sense of accomplishment there or there's a sense of what you have, if nothing else, right? So when you're thankful, I think it's going to connect to the fact that you're making a difference in some way, right? Particularly around a team. If you're you're bringing people in and you've done the due diligence to make sure that you've positioned people around strengths and, and all that sort of stuff, you're going to see good things happen. And so I think at the end of the day, uh, you're, you're going to recognize those wins. You're going to recognize those different, even if they're small, right? Because this is a long journey around <laughs> parish renewal, right? So there's a lot of, a lot of uh, two steps forward, one step back sort of, you know. But, but again, if, if you can stop and see that, that ultimately gratitude is going to be rooted in how you're making a difference. I think that's going to be, you know, the place that, that, that's going to help a team, mm-hmm. you know, so that what you're doing, what you're doing matters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that when we're, not that it's the purpose of it, but when we are grateful, we often want to repay that forward. So when we, when we, are, when we are a team that is grateful, we uh, feel blessed and want to share what we've been given with the world. Uh, you know, a, as we are, as we feel like we are abundant, we want to share that and we want to, we want to put that into other people and let them get that same thing, that same kind of feeling. So I think for me, if you have a team that is, that is based on gratitude, you're thankful for what you have and you want to give thanks in return through your works, through your words and, and through your, uh, through your community. Right. Well, guys, I, uh, I'm grateful we had this chance to have a talk. I'm grateful I wasn't the guy who said an attitude of gratitude. <laughs> <laughs> I'll own that. I will own that. <laughs> yep. It's, uh, you know, it did come up before the podcast that, that someone might accidentally say it. Um, I was not in that conversation. You weren't in that conversation, so you get to wear the the attitude for grat- of gratitude T shirt. That's 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 your I'm thing make now. You man. A hat. Yeah. I'm change your sign. Actually, it's you attitude of gratitude, and then it'll have your score. <laughs> well, if anybody I went to college with uh, happens to come across this podcast, I'll be laughing because I was a huge John Maxwell fan when I was in college. <laughs> he's the guy that taught me that phrase. Well, so. let, let me let me give you one opportunity here to to save your reputation, Rob. Uh, <laughs> I, I think we're beyond that point. In all honesty, but I'm thankful for all the other things that I have going on in my life besides this podcast right now. So. <laughs> well, let me ask you this question as we close. Uh, what, what does scripture teach us? What does scripture teach us about gratitude? Yeah, I mean, I think it, it, it always points us towards the fact that, uh, that joy is a choice. And I think we have a tendency of thinking thankfulness, joyfulness, all this sort of stuff is a feeling. And it should just, and so we should do whatever we can to to make ourselves happy, so that life is easy and we're going great and everything is up and to the right. Um, but I think of uh, like Paul in Philippians four, and uh, he says, "Rejoice, Lord, always." And again, I say, "Rejoice." Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. And you know, he's he's he was on a yacht at that point, right? Yeah, he was, he was uh, and he's penning those words or verbalizing those words to ever pen them, depending on how those words got written down. 
from, you know, from jail, from prison. Right. And so, yeah, he's not sitting on a beach in Hawaii saying, yeah, always be thankful. No, no. He's, mm-hmm. he's writing those words from, you know, probably, um, worse conditions than even people in jail today would, would understand, mm-hmm. you know, from that standpoint. So, so he w- wasn't writing that say, you know, life is great and wonderful. So be thankful for it. He's saying, no, no, joy is a choice. Uh, you know, from that standpoint, I think of even over in Hebrews where it writes in Hebrews, uh, 12, where it talks about Christ going to the cross and said, for the, for the joy set before him, mm-hmm. endured the cross. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm pretty sure, uh, you know, Christ wasn't thinking, that's going to be a great day, <laughs> you know, obviously, but yet it was a, but the joy set before him, right? And so mm-hmm. he recognized that in Christ, there was, there was, there was this vision before him to pursue in his life that despite how hard the current circumstances were, with recognizing that that when you're with God, you're always ultimately working towards a place of joy and that you can have that joy in your life. Thanks for that, Rob. I think, you know, we're still going to make that sign for you, though. Yeah. All right. So, so next week we'll be joined by Steve Foran, the author of Surviving to Thriving. So you've got one week to, to go ahead and order this off of Amazon or whatever your, your, your favorite bookseller is and uh, read through it. And uh, meanwhile, next week, please uh, tune back in to, to hear someone who's far more expert at gratitude, perhaps, than, than the three of us, or at least has a, has a more robust perspective. So thank you so much for joining us, and we look forward to being with you again next week. God bless. <laughs>